headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. We're so glad you're here. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Liz is in Boston. Hi, Liz. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Um, yeah, so I'm calling um, with sort of, it's two questions that kind of go into one. So um, I'm getting $4,000 back on our tax return. And I'm going to pay off a credit card with that. And I have another credit card that I do need to pay off. But I also have a small business. And I was wondering what your thoughts are on putting that money um, as an investment into my small business. Um, I have a food blog. So I was thinking of doing a website audit to see if I could increase my website traffic, um, you know, to make more money off of ads and things like that. And um, to go along with that question, I am a stay-at-home mom, and I guess I'm just wondering if um, I, I guess I'm just wondering if I'm doing the right thing being a stay-at-home mom. Um, I left my job as a physical therapy assistant um, three years ago, and I have two children under the age of two. Um, I work ten hours a week, um, actually, for my website host, and then my food bought on the side, and I just. Wasn't sure if I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> okay, what do you make on the ten hours a week? Thirty-five an hour. Okay, so three hundred fifty bucks. Okay, and then what are you making yeah. on the food block? Not a lot. Um, I it, it comes out to some months it'll be about four hundred dollars because I do food photography for that on the side, mm-hmm. and then um, some months it's you know close to like fifty. Okay, no, you do not put four thousand dollars into that. Okay. Take you forever to get it back. Yeah. You're not making enough to justify a $4,000 investment. You're making enough to justify a $400 investment. Yeah. Yeah. It would be, it would end up being 1800 It's too much. Okay. I'm also going to poke a larger bear here. You said you're a stay-at-home mom. I'm assuming you're married? Yes. What's he make? Um, this year it'll end up being about 240. Okay. So what's the problem? Yeah. I, I think I know what the problem is. Cause you're saying these are your, your tax return, your credit cards. You guys don't have your money combined. No, we don't. Um, we do in a sense that, um, he pays all of the bills and I pay my student loans and my credit cards. Um, yeah. So you're not combined. No, <laughs> we do have a we do have a joint account. Um, you're not combined, dear. I know what yeah, you're saying. I know you want it to sound better than what it is, but you're not combined. But I hear from your voice that maybe you would like to be. Yeah, um, I think it would be a little less stressful. Um, yeah. Okay, so let me. Uh, here's the thing. This man has a wife and two babies his job is not to make his wife pay her student loans so she can take care of the two children that he sired Mm. that's bull crap 
All right. So the two of you should put all of your money in a pile and the two of you should take care of the two of you for sickness in sickness and in health for richer, for poorer and the old wedding vows back in the day, the old book of common prayer wedding vows say unto thee, all my worldly goods, I pledge you're good enough to have babies with, but not good enough to have your student loans taken care of bull crap. Yeah. You took him. If he gets sick, you're going to make him chicken soup and yeah. you got student loans. So we have two children. We have student loans. We made the decision for you to be a stay at home mom. Cause that's what you wanted to do. And you're fretting over $1,800 and $1,500 while your husband makes a quarter of a million dollars a year. Have Bull you- crap. Have you brought this up to him before that it would be a lot less stressful if you guys could just combine your money? Um, yeah, it's it has been a conversation. It was never like really um stressed. Like I never really um okay. tried to make it like a big point. Um I guess I feel guilty. He has no debt and I have like No, he married you. Yeah. Oh, you you, yeah. you come with all of you. You married him. He doesn't. He didn't walk around feeling guilty about being selfish. No, he you doesn't. You don't need to walk around feeling guilty about dadgum student loans. I'm not Y'all, gonna look. This, I'm not gonna. I'm catching a vibe here that I don't like at all. And Dave is right. That's all I can. I don't want to jump to any conclusions. I'm catching a vibe I don't like. I don't like that you have all this guilt surrounding a simple request. I don't like that you are feeling so much apprehension about having this conversation with this man that you're married to and have three kids with. So there's a lot going on here. Um, If you're good enough enough to have babies with, you're good enough to combine finances with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I mean, I I think he would be open to it. Good. Um, Good. That would speak highly of him. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I would think better of him than I do at this moment. I would, I would too. Yeah, I would I too. Think, I, cause yeah. I, think, I think you guys are just plowing along and hadn't stopped and looked at this maybe. So let's stop and look at it because yeah. here's the thing. You're fretting over stuff that you guys ought to just write a check and pay these loans off. Okay. I, I, I'm guessing you got the money in the bank and you ought to clear them up. It's not up to you to do it by yourself any more than it's up to you to feed the children by yourself or it's up to you to uh, – do everything by yourself. It's not up to him to do everything by himself. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we we are a team. That's what we said when we went to the altar. We are a team. We are a team. We are a team. We both have a vote, and we both bring strengths, and we both bring weaknesses to the team. We are a team. We are a team. We are a team. And let me just tell you, the people that build the highest quality marriages with the highest probability of extreme prosperity, meaning building wealth and becoming Baby Steps millionaires, all the data points to they work together and they combine their finances. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to be independent. Well, you shouldn't have gotten married because when you get married, by definition, you are not independent anymore. You don't have to lose your personal identity. Right. And, and this is not some kind of 1950s thing I'm talking about here. I'm giving you fresh data from the marketplace that says, folks, you need to combine your finances if you're willing to combine your bed. It's not any more than that. I mean, in terms of being married, okay? So it's time. It's time. You can have babies together. You can pay off finances. You can pay off student loans together. This is The Ramsey Show.
Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host. Our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. When you need help getting your home ready for spring, go to Neighborly.com to find reliable local businesses like AirServe, Window Genie, The Ground Skies, and more. Visit Neighborly.com today and find home experts available near you. All right, today's question comes from Leo in Washington. He says, I'm 83 years old and I want to know how to set up my inheritance for my children and grandchildren. I don't want to give them the money that is scribbled away. I want to get, I don't want to give them money that, okay, I see what he's saying. He doesn't want them to get this money and just blow it. Blow it. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of details I wish were here. Obviously, uh, you're going to either need a will or an estate plan or a combination of, of both, depending. Um, if you've got, you know, a net worth over millions of dollars and it's a lot of money, then you're probably going to want something like an estate plan to really put everything in there and decide over time what happens to it. Um, if it's just a couple of possessions and a little bit of money, he might be okay with just a will. Um, but there's probably more to it that you're going to want to walk through. Uh, you're going to want to make sure that you know, there's a power of attorney set up for your medical stuff, for your financial stuff. You're really going to want to walk through that estate planning uh, situation. You know, Dave, if, if you're just a guy, you know, you, you got a couple hundred thousand dollars, you've got a couple possessions. Is it worth going through the process of doing an estate plan or would you just say, yeah, put I'd it just in go your to, will? I would go to Mama Bear Legal Forms and do a will. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of how to decide whether you're going... Number one, we need to start with the premise that just because someone is kin to you does not mean they're entitled to an inheritance. Okay? So I'll give you an extreme example. One of your grandkids is doing heroin. If you leave them money, you will kill them Mm -hmm. because they they will use it to overdose. Right? So we do not... You do not... They're not automatically entitled to money just because they're in your lineage. Uh, and so you have a responsibility to them and to God to manage this money well. And so we're going to leave it to people who are going to handle money well and are handling their life well. Because when you get more money, whoever you are, me included, you become more of what you already are. If you're a jerk and you get money, you become a colossal jerk. If you're a drug addict and you get money, you die of an overdose. Mm-hmm. If you have an anger problem and you get money, you're a rageaholic, you're a well-financed butt. And so, you know, and so on. Right. And so if you, if you're sloppy with money and you get money, it doesn't suddenly make you not sloppy with money. It makes you sloppier. That's right. So you're not blessing someone who has, uh, behavior problems, we'll call them by giving them money. As a matter of fact, you are blessing them by not financing that. Yeah. And have that conversation. Have yep. those conversations yep. open and in the in open. Don't make it like yep. some big secret of. So I'm gonna sit down with the grandkids. Yeah. And if you want to put them all in a pile, that's fine. If you want to do it one at a time, that's fine. And go listen. Those of you that handle money well will be getting money. Those of you that don't handle money well will be getting a salute. I love you, but <laughs> I am not. Get, matter of fact, I love you so much. I'm not going to finance your misbehavior. And so, Grandpa's watching. It's that simple. Hey, say you've got, okay, say your kids are fine and you want to split up this money. And this is the other thing. You can't be mad if everybody doesn't get the same amount. No. Like, go ahead and tell them. Hey, let me just tell you, fair is where the tilt-a-whirl and the cotton candy is. <laughs> there is no fair. 
Okay. Yeah. Even Jesus didn't split it evenly. Check the parable of the talents. True that. The parable of the talents. Who got more money? The one who managed it well. Parable Mm -hmm. of the talents. Read it. So this is biblical. So, you know, I'm looking at my grandkids and go, don't be mad at me. God said it. Okay. So here's the, no, I'm kidding, but I'll take the blame because here's the thing. I am not going to finance your misbehavior. I love you too much to be an enabler. Mm -hmm. Enablers Mm -hmm. are weak people pleasers and I'm not one. So this is, I talk to my kids now. Yeah. I mean, as weird as it sounds, we do an estate planning meeting once a year where all the family is there and the leadership team (laughs) at Ramsey is there. And we talk about what happens this year if Dave dies. As a matter (laughs) of fact, that meeting is today. Was it today? I, it's, it is going to be later today. I am dreading it. It's the Monty Python meeting. Are you it's, feeling just yeah, fine? <laughs> I'm feeling much better. It's feeling just a flesh better. wound. We're planning my death all the time, right? Uh. So, yeah. But, but, but this has been for years. I mean, the starting point of our thing is, as for me and my house, we're going mm-hmm. to serve the Lord. And if you want to, if you're going to do that, then you're, then you're going to get financed to do that through the the blessings that God has given us. But I am going to make sure if you're misbehaving, that God's money is not financing it and dad's money is not financing it because both of you love, both of us love you too much to finance your misbehavior and encourage your misbehavior. And the misbehavior can simply be laziness. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I don't, I don't like to work much, not financing that. Why? Because it's not good for you. It's not sustainable, <laughs> yeah. right? It's not. It's yeah. not good. It's not. It doesn't bring joy in your life. Industry right. and diligence brings joy in your life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Creating things and accomplishing things brings joy to your life. Sitting around and being really good at an at a game on the television does not bring joy to your life. I know you think it does, but it, you're just numbing your mind. It's a brain candy. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got to do something with your life. And so, Grandpa, that's a fair thing to do. And so it's a fair thing to leave. You know, if you want to leave, a, t- I'm going to leave you $5,000, and all that is is I say I love you, okay? Yeah. But, uh, but your sister gets $100,000 because your sister's actually got a brain and is using it. Yeah. You know? Tactically, qu- tactical question, okay, Grandpa's passing away. He's leaving the grandchildren. Mm-hmm. $40,000 each in the will. Mm-hmm. Does he need uh, it, it, that money effectively would go to to them immediately if it were in a will? Mm-hmm. If they're minors, I would leave it in a trust. Yeah. So that was, that was the tactical not, part. If, if the grandchildren are not minors, then I would just leave it to them. Yeah. I think that's the tactical part that people miss. If you've got minors involved, whether it's your own children or grandchildren, that trust lets you decide when they get the money as exactly. opposed to it happening right well, when if you, you want if you want to keep somebody from getting it until they're 30 or something like that you need a trust too yeah. but i you know again it depends on the amounts and how complicated and how complex you want to get into this yeah but let's start with the premise of two things number one no one is entitled to money mm-hmm. no you know well, I, my, you know so I've, I've met uh people who felt like their parents or their grandparents owed them yeah. their inheritance or that they were entitled to that inheritance and you're just not that's not ethically morally legally spiritually correct it's just wrong okay yeah. number two so you don't you're not required to leave money to someone so get off the shame train okay mm-hmm. now the, the second thing is is you need to really understand with all money transactions you are not helping people when you give people that are misbehaving money you are financing a larger portion of that misbehavior. Oh, 100%. 100% of the time you're magnifying. So you're, people don't get, you know, it's like 
marriages don't get better. You know, our marriage is struggling, so we had a kid. Well, that was a dumb butt idea. Mm-hmm. That doesn't help your marriage. Yeah. Okay. It just means you're not sleeping. That's all that means. So, I mean, gosh. And you so, might have to consider your kid's spouse. Do yeah. you consider the spouse yeah. as well? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So if I have, if one of my kids has an overbearing spouse mm-hmm. that is, is going to inflict values that I don't believe upon the wealth that I leave, then mm-hmm. I'm not leaving it. Yeah. Ooh, and you got to tell, you got to let them know that. Oh, that, I that's talk why. about it. We talk about it all the time. We'll be talking about it tonight. I mean, we do, we, we review this every year. We go through it and, the, you know, we go through, this is what's going to happen with this. This is what's going to happen with that. This is where it's going. This is what yeah. we're doing. And, you know, and, and everybody gets an opportunity to have their feelings hurt every year. You know what I mean? You know, so. <laughs> I can't imagine there's any drama in that room. Dave. You know, there, there really isn't. I, that's what I'm saying. I can't imagine. There, there really is. isn't. It's really kind of boring. Yeah. But, yeah, but but at least we review it. And it's that's an act of diligence. It's an yeah. act of love on my part. So Sharon says, this is what's happening. That's what's happening. Sharon knows she's taken care of. Mm-hmm. Kids know how they're getting Ramsey. They know how they're going to run Ramsey this year. If something happens to me, mm-hmm. uh, the milk truck hits me. Well, you know, that the proverbial milk truck. That poor milk truck driver. No, I, I, if that milk truck comes for you, I'm coming for it, Dave. Oh, Nothing's taking oh, you out. Go. There we go. Now, now I feel better. Feeling now, I'm feeling better. I got you. You're on my side. Jade, Jade's got me. That's it. <laughs> Beware, ye milk truck drivers. This is the Ramsey Show. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Jack is in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, Jack, what's up? Hey there, I've got a question for you. I recently graduated college uh, about a year ago. Congrats. What's job. your degree in? Uh, mechanical engineering. Thank good, you. good. Good for you. Um, and I have been working. I've got a decent job, and I've got about $100,000 in student loans. Mm-hmm. I haven't made any payments because I've been waiting to see if our president was going to do anything um, with our loans, which he, I don't think is going to happen. So you, f- you figured that out, did you? Yeah, <laughs> which is fine. The interest rates have been deferred, but... Um, my $100,000 is actually made up of two separate loans. One is 25,000 about and the other one is 75,000. Mm-hmm. Um, my cash in the bank right now is about 25, 26 grand. Mm-hmm. And I've been wondering if I should just outright kill this smaller loan, um, and just get it off my plate because I've also been looking at saving up for a house, um, a down payment on a home. And I just don't know the best way to attack this. Um, these two separate loans. What do you make? Um, right now, 86. Good for you. Thank you. So how familiar, how long have you been a listener? Are you pretty familiar with the way we teach? Yes. Yes. If I had to guess what you're going to say, it's going to be, I really need to attack these loans. Um, but I just don't know if y'all would say an aggressive, aggressive payment plan each month, um, and try to take them out, um, the course of the next five years, or just do it right now. The smaller well, one, at least. Let me help you. That's what we always say. Okay. A hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. And there's several reasons for that. The probability that you actually get out of debt is so much higher the more aggressive you are. Mm-hmm. And it, because it shortens the time and because it's an all-in commitment. It's an emotional thing as much as it is a mathematical thing. Does that make sense? Yes, sir, it does. And so there, it, it's weird because the thing kind of works on a curve, I mean, you, you're familiar, you, you, you do this. Uh, it, it's like on one end of the curve, uh, you're going to be in debt forever because the energy is very low. In the middle of the curve, you don't get much of any movement. You don't get movement equal to the uh, equal to the effort. And on the hour end of the curve, you get movement that is unequal in a good way 
to the effort because the effort is so there's so much focus of energy. And so because personal finance is more behavior than it is, uh, it's more emotions and behavior than it is actual math, especially in a situation like yours, because you're going to only owe 75,000 when you get off this call Mm -hmm. and you make 86. And last year you didn't make anything Mm -hmm. because you're a college student. Right. So you don't have any reason to be spending 86. You could, you could probably almost knock this out in a year. That's what I think. Yes, sir. I know I have an extremely low rent at the moment as well. So I, I think so. What you're saying in summary is to to completely kill this this smaller loan, yep. change gears, and a highly aggressive payment plan to knock out the seventy five. That's right. Keep yourself a thousand bucks aside, like you plan to do, and yeah, highly aggressive payment plan. I agree with Dave. I think you could knock this out in a year if you wanted to pick up some work on the side or on the weekends. Maybe you could do that. I'm not sure, you know, how taxing this new job is, or if you're feeling, you know, like let me just chill for a second. I just got this job, but so what are you twenty four? Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah. So we're talking about 25 years old. You're making $100,000 a year. You don't have payment in the world. Do you know how fast you're going to be a millionaire doing that? Mm-hmm. About eight years. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, yeah. That'd be awesome. That's yeah. the plan. Do you yeah. see how while, that works? While your contemporaries are all sitting around going, Biden is going to save me. Oh, no, he's not. Uh, yeah. And I, you know, I, I, I knew that was going to happen, um, which, which is fine. Yeah. Um, I was just waiting to see, you know, what, what the interest rates were going to do. Uh, you know, actually, I feel like I need to mention this one little thing, too. The mm-hmm. smaller one has got a much lower interest rate doesn't than matter. the larger one. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. Okay. doesn't matter. You, you, you're going to go so fast, it's not going to matter. It's going to be calm okay. by the end of the day. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, yeah. and just y- 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 there's the psychological part. When you just n- immediately get rid of one and it's gone for good. That's, that's some momentum right yeah, there. Yeah, that's the momentum. You get some positive momentum going. We're getting some physics going on here. So, well done, sir. Well yeah, done. Good. Hey, the student loan thing is starting. Uh, there, there is, and everybody talks about how bad it is, and everybody talks about how sad it is, and everybody talks about how upset people are and all this. And yet, there's a whole other side of this that yeah. there's a lot of positive things going on, especially yes. in our world. On our YouTube page, that's right. we're getting comments of people who paid off their student loan debts. I wanted to read a few of them. Yeah. So, This is on our YouTube where we've already talked about student loans. There's enough naysayers. These are the people who actually did something about it. This person says, hey, I paid off $72,000 worth of student loan debt in seven years. It's one of the best feelings. I'm now working to pay off my mortgage. I took Dave's advice back in 2020 when the payment pause started. I paid off my loans by the end of that year. It took a few sacrifices, but it was definitely worth it. Wow. This person says, I don't regret going to college and earning my degrees. I do regret not understanding what I was getting myself into when I signed for the loans. Uh, Lived off some of the money, uh, took a graduated payment plan when I finished school. I did that too, making it impossible for me to pay down the loans. Um, pay the loans down the first five years of college. I did the same thing. I didn't fully understand how the debt was controlling our finances. Eventually, we refinanced the loans privately before the pandemic, sold off a ton of assets, along with working overtime to pay the loans down. We paid them in full summer 2021. It's insane. The sense of relief that you feel not being strapped down by debt. Yes, I feel that. Boom. This guy says had over $80,000 in student loans, which was part of of $100,000 in consumer debt. Paid in full in 2019 after three years of grinding. Built a dream house in 2020, put down 20%. Now on track to pay the house off by 2025. Getting out of debt is a mindset more than anything. We're continuing to document the journey on 
YouTube. I love that. Last one. She says, as of two days ago, I'm 100% debt-free. The last things to go with my student loans, and it's no more. The sense of relief is amazing. A sense of relief. Sense of relief. I came up to it three times. Yeah. Yes, that feeling that you, you get. You know what? And it's not, I don't want to correct them because it's their words and their experience, but it's really not a sense of relief. It's just relief. It's relief. There's a reason you have a sense of relief. It's because you have yes, relief. it's actual relief. Yeah, it's because <laughs> it's actually there. There's a sense of sense of not being weighed down. Yeah. Why? Because you're not weighed down. There's, you know, that, there's why that sense is there. So, it's yeah, that, that's real. interesting phrasing. But, it is. Uh, but yeah, check out the uh, Ramsey Student Loan Hub for tips and tools and the fastest way to pay off your student loans, RamseySolutions.com slash student loans. Jade's got a lot of help over there. I do, you don't want to do. miss out on it. She can help you. And listen, we want you guys to get these student loans cleared up as fast as you can. If you haven't gotten them cleared by October when they start back, we certainly want you to be prepared mm-hmm. for when they start back because it's it's coming, people. Mm-hmm. And uh, it isn't like we hadn't told you for two years this is what's going to happen. So we've told you and told you and told you and told you and told you. And it turns out we're right. And that's the bad news. The good news is we're going to help you. Yeah. And show you what to do, give you the motivation, the inspiration, and the information to get this done. RamseySolutions.com slash student loans. What all is on that site, Jade? So on that site, I go through three steps with you of what you can do literally today. The first one is getting organized about your student loans because maybe it got sold somewhere. Maybe you're not sure what your payment is or what you owe. I'll help you through that. The second step is for you to understand your payment because there's a lot of payment plans out there. Should I do the save plan? Should I do one of these income-driven plans? I'm going to walk you through all the all of that so you know what to do and then finally you got to get on a budget guys you need a budget so that you can actually see where your money's going do you have the margin to pay it if you don't how are we going to get it i'm going to walk you through all of those three steps it's full of resources trust me on this i'm talking about this day because free. i did it it's free yeah you, this isn't like you made this up in a vacuum how much student loan debt did you all pay off Two hundred and eighty thousand, dave yeah, and as a part of 400 and something thousand. That's right. And That's it took right. seven years to do the whole thing. That's right. But, uh, and, and so, you know, you're sitting here with $80,000 in student loan debt. Well, Jade's got you beat. I promise you. And she's proof it can happen. It's proof it can be done. This mm-hmm. can be done. You are not a victim. It is time to be a victor. You need to happen to things instead of things happening to you. Dr. Stephen Covey said in the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, the number one habit proactive people happen to things not things happening to them you are not a victim you're a victim of your own thinking and jade can help you with this that's what we're here for this is the ramsey show our scripture of the day habakkuk 2 3 patience is not the same as indifference patience conveys the idea of someone who is tremendously strong and able to withstand all assaults. Thomas Jefferson said, never spend your money before you have it. It's kind of like, don't go in debt. I like it. <laughs> Loving it. Jeremy's in Cincinnati. Hi, Jeremy. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave, Jade. Uh, glad to be on the show. Well, honored to have you. How can we help? Yeah, so I, I guess the basic uh, point of my question, and I, I, know, I know you guys usually would, would shoot this down pretty quickly, but it's basically can uh, my wife and I are in baby step four, five, and six, and I wanted to know if we could kind of skip baby steps four and five and just hit six with everything we got. Um, and so a little bit of background. 
Um, we didn't really have much of a baby step two. Um, we are only 25. We both just turned 25 in the last couple months. Um, last fall, we bought our first house and uh, found out we were pregnant shortly after. And uh, we just had our first baby boy in um, in April of this year. Congratulations. And so, a lot going yeah, on. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, it definitely was more than, than we anticipated, but it, it's been a good time. So, um, so yeah, so we have a, a combined income of about 120000 and our mortgage is about one ninety five. And we were considering, um, I'm, I'm an accountant by trade, and so I, I run the numbers like crazy, uh, much to my wife's, you know, a pleasure, I guess. <laughs> uh, no, and, uh, and I was, like, figuring out that we could, if we just focused on the house, we could be not even 29 and have a paid-for home, and then um, being as young as we are, that we could catch up on that investing pretty quickly and still retire with millions, uh, even if we just did 15% at that point. Okay. So your question is what? Should you do that or what? Yeah, but it would be okay to kind of focus on that house first, get it out of the way, have have more income to Well, you're a grown-up. Anything you do is okay. You get to make your choices. That's right. Um, sure. Would I do that? No, I wouldn't do that. Would I tell you to do that? No, I wouldn't tell you to do that because I think that, um, you're not going to end up with as much going your way as you will going our way. And that's my reasoning. See the the thing you did not run your number in your numbers is increased in income. The chances of you having zero increase in income between now and 30 is zero. And you did not run any increase in income in your numbers. You ran very naive, basic, primitive numbers. Did I, am I right? Sure. Yeah. 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 So you're, if you put 15% away, um, you're probably going to pay off the house in about the same period of time. Okay. Fair enough. And then you're going to have a paid-for house and have gotten your other stuff going. So the and, and what you're leaving out is the opportunity cost on the money. That's what financial people call it. Mm-hmm. And that is the, the money that right. you put in between now and 30 – what that money will become over the next 30 years is astronomical and you're missing out on every bit of that. So, uh, this, uh, semi balanced approach of 15% of your income going into retirement at baby step four. Now we've got a baby put 50 bucks a month or whatever aside, let's get something started on college and we're touching the bases and then just throw everything, including all new raises, um, within reason let your wife have a new whatever mm-hmm. don't be an accountant but um but yeah but but sure. but throw everything at the house and you're still going to have this house paid off and probably about the time you thought you were going to anyway and because now i'm factoring in increases in income and um i i think you're going to be there i mean you can do either one jeremy ne- neither one of these your plan versus our plan is not a uh, recipe for bankruptcy right it's not like the dumbest thing i ever heard on the planet or something like that you got a house paid for by the time you're 30 i'm loving it okay i think it's a great yeah. plan i just think ours is probably slightly going to come out ahead dave i i hear i hear i got to be devil's advocate for a minute because i hear a question from the peanut gallery okay and the the question well, is what is the peanut gallery saying <laughs> the Jay? peanut gallery is saying well dave so it's it's okay for me to miss out on opportunity costs when I pause my investing to pay off my debt for five years, mm-hmm. but it's not okay for me to pause my investing when I want to pay off my house for five years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's also be very clear. 
almost never does it take five years to pay off the debt. True that. You and Sam were highly unusual. Yeah, That's true. Unusual amount of debt. The uh, the vast majority in the 90 percentile of our listeners that follow our stuff That's with right. focused intensity, with mm-hmm. gazelle intensity, are debt-free, not counting their house, in 18 to 24 months. Facts. And so that is a different period of time for opportunity costs than mm-hmm. he's 20 some yeah, 24 he's, he's young. and yeah. he's going to be 30 and so that's six years not two years that's true so there's a difference there so and um yeah and i'm not talking about uh i'm also clearing up uh cash flow here that's right that that, that is going to offset it well we can't clearing up cash flow on the mortgage too so peanut gallery would have but that part you'd right. probably you you could clear up more depending on the type of debt you have on the front end what your debt is and what you on how much it is. Yeah, it he, he said they didn't have much of a baby step two. No, they didn't. So in their case, they're what he's experiencing the weight of the mortgage payment emotionally. Yeah, which because he's an accountant, mm-hmm. so it's very good. So that's that's cool. That's that's excellent. Because by the way, the number two category of people who become millionaires are accountants. Number one's engineer. Number <laughs> three's teacher. Uh, yeah, because they're aware of they're yeah. aware of what's going you, on. You, you, you know, compound interest and uh, spreadsheets are a. Uh, they're their second language you know and so he just yeah. his brain works my, my brain works like that so that's how i've had to fight against my own nerd self at times <laughs> that's how i know this. you've thought it all through every corridor that this can be thought through well i mean i started you know i i, I mean like the debt snowball obviously is not mathematically correct sure it's a behavior-based tool mm-hmm. not a math-based math. tool mm-hmm. the the problem is it actually works and the other one doesn't work that's right the avalanche yeah. or whatever the crap people call that. That's just bull. It doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work because people don't play all the way through. Mm-hmm. With the debt snowball, they play all the way through. So all that matters is when you're done, who ended up paying off the most debt the fastest. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what matters. And it's not a theory. It's who's going to actually do it. Yeah. And so the, then that starts to mess with my math nerd self because my math nerd self would say the avalanche works better. Yes, my math nerd self would say interest. never stop compound interest. Never mm-hmm. do anything to stop compound mm-hmm. interest because it's it's the eighth wonder of the world. Albert Einstein said. So you know, I mean, you don't ever do anything like that. But mm-hmm. uh, so you have to have this. There's more to it than math. Yeah, there's a well, or the apparent math. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the math that's on the surface is not all the math. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Uh, well, like, yeah. You know, like for instance, I'm going to borrow money on my home at six percent, and I'm going to invest it in the in a good growth stock mutual fund at ten to twelve percent, and I'm going to make the spread. Well, that's that's that math is not accurate mm-hmm. because you left out risk, and you left out taxes. Yeah. And true. so when you adjust ten to twelve percent for risk and taxes, it looks a lot like six. <laughs> that's a good point. And so you you didn't really make anything on your little plan here. Yeah. Uh, and you see these TikTok characters is like i'm going to teach my 14 year old to arbitrage well maybe you ought to spell it first yeah and maybe you ought to actually understand that arbitrage involves risk and leverage equals risk and uh it 100 percent of the time it equals risk more leverage equals more risk so that's a math thing where we left out parts of math in his case he didn't leave out any math he's really thinking this through well yeah the only piece of math he left out was increased in yes, income that's right uh, yep uh but but um and so he's truthfully, if he goes, hangs up, and goes, they're crazy. I'm going to go do my thing. He'll be fine. He's going to be. He's still going to be well. Yeah, he'll be. It's fine. just a matter of you know when he's forty. If we ran this all the way out, mm-hmm. which one of us would end up with the most money? You know, and I'm yeah. promising you, it's we your would. way. We yeah. would. We would. Because I've done the case studies for thirty years. I know. You know so it's not. It's not a uh, thing. So that that's just fun. It's fun to talk about though. It is. And here's the good news about somebody like Jeremy. 
He's paying it. He's 24 and he's paying attention. I know. That's right. He's not a zombie. That's right. He's not, not walking his through head the streets the going, I vote wrong. I hope someone takes care of me. You know, he's not, he's not a zombie. He's actually <laughs> doing, he's actually paying attention. That's right. And he knows, and he's thinking and wise beyond his year. Yeah. If you pay attention, you're going to be okay. That's right. You're wow. ahead of everybody else. Good stuff. Jade, good show today. It's fun. Oh, Austin, fun Ben, James, Zach, and Andrew in the booth. Great job. The booth dudes, they did it again. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. guys it's jade look if you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the ramsey baby steps go to ramseysolutions.com and click the get started button we'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation that's ramseysolutions.com and click get started hey it's james producer of the ramsey show this episode is over but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode thanks for listening